everything costs a million pounds right now. We're all tightening our belts, working hard and feeling the pinch. If your podcast isn't making you money right now, it might feel like a luxury you can ill afford. I totally get it. But today, I want to show you why recommitting and reinvesting your time and energy into your podcast could be the best thing you do for your business in 2023. And it needn't cost you any money. In fact, it might save you some. Welcome to The Helpful Podcaster. I'm Mark Stedman, and I'm here to help you, the seasoned, soulful entrepreneur, build trust and create long-lasting, rewarding relationships with your podcast listeners. Today, we are talking about money. Times is tough, and we are, as I said, all feeling the pinch. It doesn't matter where you are in the economic scale, I think we can all see that everything costs a lot more than it did. A few, well, uh, if, if you look at the news today, perhaps even a lot more than it did just yesterday. <laughs> um, but even that in itself is a cliche. So let's let's sort of push past those. If your podcast is a luxury, then yes, it's going to be the first thing to go. But if you view your podcast as a luxury, that means it's not working hard enough for you. So now is the time to invest in your podcast. Now, that doesn't have to mean money. You can invest your time and you can also divert other resources to it, a little bit like how the people on the Enterprise are always rerouting energy to the deflector shields or whatever. I don't watch a lot of Star Trek, but you get what I mean. What we can do is make our podcast the value center of our business. Now, I wrote about something similar. In fact, this sort of exact topic in a uh, an ebook called Karma Content Marketing. That's C-A-L-M-E-R, Content Marketing. There's a link in the show notes. It's completely free for you to download. Uh, there is a, an audiobook option uh, as well for you. Your audio can be the seed of your other content marketing. That is the premise of that book. And it's a, a little guide to give you some things to think about, ways that you can use the conversations that you're having right now to fuel a lot of your extra content. So we're going to go back. Uh, I'm going to invite you to go back to the episode that I did on the three-act interview structure because that underpins a lot of what we're going to talk about here. There's a link to that as well in the show notes. Everything that we do is in service of one problem or question that our listener is dealing with. Each episode is something that deals with a, a Googleable question or problem that our listener is faced with. Your whole week's worth of content your social posts, everything, can be based on that one question which you address in your episode, whether it's an interview or if it's just you monologuing like uh, what I'm doing now. And it's, it's not just promo for your podcast. That's the point. We're not just creating social media content that points everything back to the podcast because that's where the value is. Actually, no, the value is in what you've learned and in what you can demonstrate. So you can do that in a LinkedIn article, in a blog post, in an image carousel, in a TikTok video that all points back to your profile on that social media platform, which then points people to the podcast. So everything is is funneled and focused on getting people engaging with the content that you create, the value that you create, 
based on the conversations you've already have. So it's not like you're actually doing tons more extra work here. And we'll talk about ways that you can be assisted in this. But everything then points to that profile, which when they tap through, they don't go to a link tree, they don't go somewhere else, they go to your podcast. And that is where they begin to build a relationship with you. So it could even be, so we talked about all these different platforms. It could even be a film review on Letterboxd. It could be uh, a book review on Goodreads. It could be a comment on a TED Talk video. When you start by thinking about the the problem that you're solving and the little unit of value that you can create, your synthesis of that problem, or if it's if it's the wrong question, your ability to address the right question and give some context, you can do that. If you can summarize that without needing to point people to the podcast, you can point them to the, uh, to the podcast for extra clarity and extra content and uh, or context and, and information. But if you can um, distill that value into the form that uh, various social networks want, and I'm not suggesting, by the way, that you suddenly become an octopus and, and have to exist on all these dis- different social networks. Absolutely not. Um, continue to focus where you feel your energy can be. But I just want you to, or I'm inviting you to think about creating the value there and then letting people engage with it and then find your your podcast where they can they can get more stuff. So you can do that in lots of different forms. Once you distill an episode down to that single problem or question, the podcast starts to work for you. It's, it starts to be generative. It's no longer a nice to have. So that's all well and good. But what if you just don't have the time? What if you still don't have the budget? What if your priorities are shifting? Let's get into that after the break. So this is the time for you to double down on your podcast because people need you now more than ever. In tricky, uncertain times, I know again it's a cliche, but in these difficult times where there's so much uncertainty, the more uncertain, the more perhaps panicked or overwhelmed we feel, the more we value clear instructions. That's why I'm sort of banging on about this whole thing. And I'm still going to talk a little bit more about specificity because it's really important. Um, The chances are, if you view your podcast as a nice to have, as a luxury, chances are your listeners feel the same way. They might enjoy spending 45 minutes in your company and hearing you delve into someone else's backstory, they might get one or two nuggets from from what the guest said in that sort of conversation where we get insights and stories and that kind of stuff. If that's a show that you do, I'm not making fun of you at all, right? That's 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 how we learn to make podcasts, and that's how we show up. That's how we were taught to show up is to do these interviews. And while I think that's great just a little bit of structure, as I said, go back to that three-act structure, can make a world of difference because it allows us to focus on the value that our guests provide, or even our monologues, rather than it just becoming, so how did you get started? And then maybe we'll get to a couple of useful sort of insights, and maybe they're a little bit vague, and maybe there's a couple there, and as a result, your your listener sort of remembers those those nuggets attributes them to the guest 
doesn't really credit you in their mind necessarily because they can't remember which episode it came from because it was entitled, you know, it's titled something like how this person discovered this thing when they were at this stage of their life. You know, it's too vague a title. It doesn't point to the actual question. It's the same, really, as when you started your show in the first place. If you make it for everyone, it will resonate with no one, right? Um, Jerisha Hawke, she's a millionaire business coach, and she said something interesting, which I'm wildly paraphrasing here. When you get granular, you're able to speak more directly to a specific person at a specific moment in time about a specific problem that they have. So it's not just me that, that bangs this particular drum. But what this means for us is... When we make our stuff specific, we make it more valuable to those who want it. And of course, as I'm sure you know, that's not just our podcast, right? That's our business. We make our business more specific to say these are the specific people that we are going to work with because we know how to help those people. That means you can charge a higher ticket in this economic Uh, time that we're in, that's the thing to focus on rather than a race to the bottom of trying to sell the cheapest on-demand course. Your podcast and the content that comes from it is your beacon for the services you provide. It's at the intersection between utility and personality. What I mean there is you're showing that you can solve a problem that's the utility part. And then we're learning what spending time with you feels like. And that's the personality bit. If you run a community or a course, or if you're a coach or a consultant, that's huge, right? Because now you're demonstrating what it is like to work with you. I hope that I'm doing the same. So I said I would talk about time management, and that really relates to or if we're not careful, leads to burnout. So how can we avoid that? How can we keep track of our of our time, especially if we're trying to save money somewhere? That might mean that like a like a game of whack-a-mole, you know, if we if we if we hit the money mole, the time mole <laughs> pops its head up and says, Hello, I need you to address me, right? So if our time is starting to become a little bit more scattered, then we are we can be prone to burnout and and so much of what I want to do is take care of you as well as your your listener and your podcast. So to that end, um, go back to this the, the Karma Content Marketing book that I mentioned. Again, link is in the show notes. There is some stuff in there that is geared towards a little bit of prep beforehand, before you actually hit record, and a little bit of work just after you've hit record will actually save you a lot more time later because it's about... The, like I said, the book is a little bit older, but it's it's talking about teasing out the the insights and the interesting things that, that came out of, of the interview that you had. So some of the things you can do, look at what you can outsource. And what you can't outsource, look at what AI can help with. I know I'm talking about outsourcing, and if you're trying to save money, that's fine. So instead, look at what the existing offerings that we have around AI, look at what they can do. Now, I, I categorically, I am not saying take away someone's job as a result of this. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, 100% saying don't replace a human right now. But if there are jobs that you weren't necessarily paying someone to do and you were just doing them yourself because you didn't want to farm them out, 
there may be some things that AI can help with. Now, there's a, a video replay of one of our community meetups where I went through how I'm using Notion. And I know I've talked about Notion a, a lot and I'm not uh, being paid to advertise for them. But it can make your life so much easier by taking away some of that slightly repetitive work. It's really good at understanding or synthesizing the things that you've said or your guest has said and being able to give that back to you in different forms. So where can we save money elsewhere then? Well, we can. if you're paying for lots of different disparate services, look to consolidate. If you are paying for services to... Uh, convert your video or your your audio into a YouTube video and upload that. You might find that your if your podcast host doesn't do it, then then you might find another host that does, and you might find yourself a saving there. Your podcast can be a revenue driver. If you have an audience who love you and appreciate you, what can you offer them? Don't think about what you can sell them or what you can ask them to do. However small. What can you offer them that might come at a price? Alternatively, or additionally, are there products or services that you're already using that you would recommend to people? I do this all the time. So think about that. If it's if there's stuff that you already use and recommend that is congruent with the services you provide and, and the value that you provide to your listener, if it's something that your listener will benefit as well from and you stand by it, then absolutely, you're, you're doing them a favor by recommending something that they can use and you're doing yourself a favor as well put more power into your call to action this is this is the next thing i want to i want to help you with here so many shows that i listen to and again like this isn't a judgment this isn't a criticism it's an observation a lot of shows end with a nice thank you and maybe visit the website but what more purpose can you bring into your call to action? What is the next logical step that you want your listener to take? If we Again, if we think about funnels, your podcast is, is the top of the funnel because we can see how many people engage and we can get a rough idea of where they are, but that's all we know. So it's a great top of the funnel. So in our call to action, we want to just gently invite people to move down that funnel. Now, I know funnels are a bit icky. That's absolutely fine. But it's a helpful way. It's a helpful framing. That, that's the way I look at it, right? It, if it feels icky, that's okay. It's completely natural uh, response. But it's just a helpful framing for, for what we're, we're asking people to do is take that next step. That might be filling in a, a form to join your newsletter. It might, in my case, be inviting you to join the community. So have a think about the call to action and really make it intentional. What is it you actually want people to do once they've spent 35, 45 minutes with you? And remember, this is, again, we're not asking people. We're offering. We're inviting people to take that next logical step, to go that extra bit further, to get more value from the relationship. This is not sales. So finally, wrapping this all up, invest in your podcast. Make it the value center of your business. Specificity is everything. And if you've been having nice conversations, now is the time to get them focused on that one unit of value, that one question or problem. 
Build your marketing content around that single question or problem. Make your call to action work for you. And remember that your podcast is your most valuable asset because it's at the intersection between utility and personality. Now, we'll be talking about this in the Helpful Podcasters community. Head to thehelpfulpodcaster.com or follow the link in the show notes to join me and a bunch of other seasoned, soulful entrepreneurs who are all looking to build trust and create stronger relationships with their listeners. Thank you so much for listening. And let's do this together.